Welcome to Bible on the Beach. I'm Ryan. It's great to be with you today. Now our focus at Bible on the Beach is disciples making disciples and churches planting churches so that as many people as possible can be in God's family anywhere and everywhere we go uh, in our life. Now I love uh, and it's a joy to be able to do this, uh, to be able to teach you the Bible on the beach. I always pray before I ask God to speak to me, I say, God, give me the eyes to see what you want me to see today. Give me the ears to hear what you're saying to me today. And then give me the heart to feel what it is that I need to sense from you today so that I can be your person everywhere that I go today, that I can honor you and be used by you in my life. And in that spirit, let's open up to Acts chapter 15, verses 22 through 40. And now today, we've been following uh, how God's been working in and through the, the early believers, the early followers of Jesus. We see uh, last time in Bible on the Beach how, how Peter and Paul came to um, sort of a consensus about what the gospel message was supposed to be. It's simple. It's just Jesus. That's it. Jesus and his word is all you need to be a part of God's family. And it's Jesus plus nothing. That's what brings us into right relationship with God. You say, God, would you work in my life? God, I love you. God, I invite you into my life. And then God, would you speak to me through your word every single day? I want to hear from you. I want to go do what you say. And I want to grow and become the person that you want me to be. Now, they had come to, to, come to um, a resolution about a conflict last week. And now they're gonna they're gonna get into a little bit more. In fact, today we're gonna see a major conflict happen, and then we're gonna get some principles for how to handle conflict uh, when things don't go our way in our life. You don't have to live life on Earth ten minutes for people to uh, do crazy things, be mean, uh, and be ridiculous. So God wants to give us some tools so that we can learn how to navigate all this stuff. So pick it up in verse 22 it says the apostles and the elders in the church of jerusalem chose delegates to go to antioch they chose judas and barabbas barsabbas silas both leaders in the church to accompany paul and barnabas they sent them this letter greetings from the apostles and pastors and from your fellow believers to our non-jewish brothers and sisters living in antioch and syria the nearby regions so they're basically just telling everyone in all of the churches that had been started. Now these churches started because they scattered, because they were persecuted, and God wanted them to go and to represent him in these places and to start new works. He says, we're aware that some of you have come from the church of Jerusalem. These men are not sent by us, but came with false teachings, and it brought confusion and division, telling you to keep the law and be circumcised. We never commanded them to teach that. So. From time to time in life, you'll have false teachers. You'll have people that teach things that aren't Bible-based. And when that happens, you have to identify it. You have to correct it uh, so it clears up confusion. The devil loves to sow confusion in your life. God loves to give you clarity in your life. It's one of the things I always pray for in my life. God, help me to stay focused and give me clarity about what you want me to do uh, in my life. So after deliberating, we send you our beloved brothers Paul and Barnabas who have risked their lives for the glory of the name of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. They're accompanied by Judas and Silas, who have unanimously chosen to send as our representatives to you. They will validate all that we are wanting to share with you. 
for it pleases the Holy Spirit and us that we may not place any unnecessary burden on you, except for the following restrictions. So, they had been trying to figure out some cultural issues that were affecting their faith. And they basically said, look, you need to stay away from sacrifices to idols. You need to stay away from sexual immorality. And if you keep these things, if you keep your souls from these things, you'll be true and faithful to our Lord Jesus. So God says this, follow me, love my word, avoid idols, and avoid sexual immorality. Why idols and why sexual immorality? Well, we can make an idol out of anything. An idol is anything that takes the place of God in our life. And we're really good at this. We make relationships idols, money idols, business idols, accolades idols, titles are idols. <laughs> Education can be an idol. We make idols out of everything. An idol is something that we put in our life that's above God and makes us think that we're better than other people. God says don't have idols and avoid sexual immorality. Now why is he saying to avoid sexual immorality? He's saying to avoid sexual immorality because sexual immorality is a sin that you commit both against God and against your own body and against someone else. It's one sin that's actually three sins. You sin against God, you sin against yourself, and you sin against others. And so God says that your body is a temple and with that temple we're supposed to worship God. So they get that cleared up and it says uh, it says that they sent four men off to Antioch and they gathered the regional church there. They delivered the letter to the people. When the people heard the letter read out loud, they were overjoyed and delighted by its encouraging message. So everyone's in unity. They get this all cleared up. Follow Jesus. Follow his word. Avoid idols. Avoid sexual immorality. So when the people, so then Judas and Silas, who were both prophets, spoke to them affirming words to strengthen the believers. You know, we need to be affirmed. We need to be strengthened as followers of Jesus. It's one of the reasons I do this. God's word is encouraging. It never comes back void. It helps people grow in their relationship with him. Now, after the four men spent some time there, the church sent them off in peace to return to the apostles in Jerusalem. However, only Judas departed. Paul, Barnabas, and Silas stayed in Antioch where they and many others preached and taught the wonderful message of the Word of God. The Word of God is wonderful. It is amazing. That's why I teach it. That's why I help other people teach it. God wants to give us His grace and His encouragement uh, in our life. Um, then, now we come up to some conflict here between uh, Paul and Barnabas. <clears throat> After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's travel to the regions where we preach the Word of God and see how the believers are getting along. So there's a responsibility when you make disciples and you plant other churches to take it upon yourself to encourage those believers. That's why I do Bible on the Beach. That's why I visit Brad Costa Mesa. That's why I visit my brother, my brother Joey Tejas in Whittier. This is why I'm getting on an air. That's why I got on an airplane to go visit Sapapo in El Salvador. It's why I'm getting on a plane on Monday to go to Chile and Argentina to encourage Mitch. Because if you're praying for disciples to be made and for churches to be planted, you have to take the responsibility to love and care for the people that are in your life. That's part of the deal. So Paul feels this. He feels that. He says, we need to go back and we need to visit the people that have uh, come to the Lord and the new works, the new churches that have started as a result of our ministry. 
Now Barnabas wished to take Mark along with him, but Paul disagreed. He didn't think it was proper to take the one who had deserted them in South Central Turkey, leaving them to do their missionary work without him. So, and it became a heated argument between them, a disagreement so sharp that they parted from each other. Now here's the deal. Paul said, look, I don't want to bring this guy along because in the heat of the battle, he ran away. Barnabas says, we should bring him along because God forgives us and we should forgive other people, even people that haven't been loyal to us. This is one of those things that I see both sides of. I try to be a loyal person. I've had the same friends, some of most of them for 10, 15, 20 years. I've prided myself on being loyal. And personally, if somebody stabbed me in the back when in the heat of the battle, I'd be over it too. But also, God's gracious and he forgives. So this became so heated. Paul's old school, he's like, no, no, no. You dipped out when the heat was on. I don't want to go on another missionary journey with you. Barnabas is kind of new school. Now there's grace. We're going to give you another chance. God even used their conflict to get his will done. You see, sometimes we can have differences with people, but those differences just get us into different spots, and those different spots that we're supposed to be in is exactly where God wants us to be. So we need to let go of some of those things and trust that God works through things, even some of our differences, even some of our conflicts. Now, after the believers prayed for them, asking for the Lord's favor on their ministry, they left for Syria and Southeast Turkey. Every place they went, they left the church stronger and more encouraged than ever before. Now that, my friend, is why we do ministry. We want to leave people and churches more encouraged than they've ever been in their whole life. In fact, can we just pray that today? God, would you use me to be loving? Would you use me to be encouraging? Would you use me to lift somebody else up? Would you, would you use me to bring hope to someone today that you put in my path? Jesus name and thank you so much for taking the time to watch Bible on the beach today I hope it's been encouraging to you if this has been please text or tell someone uh, that is how people follow along and they learn each day on this daily Bible program until next time I hope you have an awesome day